0: Greetings and salutations, all you beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Art of the Beholder, a show dedicated to all things eclectic in the world of art, where we do deep dives into deep cuts and help you understand why damn things matter. I'm your host, Novo Day, and today we're going to be discussing art in music, focusing on Anderson.pack and Bruno Mars' collaboration known as Silk Sonic by reviewing their album, An Evening with Silk Sonic. Now, this is so interesting on so many levels because it's definitely pop music, but these two gentlemen come from very different worlds in a lot of ways. So it was was a very unlikely match, but it undoubtedly works. So very strange, but kind of a perfect union in a weird way, especially after you listen to the album. Now I um I've really put my time in listening to this album getting into it dissecting it digesting it and you can feel that chemistry. The album is simply put fun. I I knew actually it would be this way as soon as I heard uh, leave the door open the very first single from the album because it's it's definitely pop it's it's oozing pop music. Um I kind of on the fringe of top 40 kind of more formulaic pop music but it also is a mix of r&b soul funk disco just that old school baby making kind of music the kind that we love both retro and modern at the same time and most importantly it knows exactly what it is so it's not afraid to be funny humorous um kind of kind of breaking the fourth wall sometime and the album definitely never overstays its welcome. It's very, very short and we'll talk about this in the discussion section, but I would argue that it's more of an EP in a lot of ways than a full-length album, but overall... The biggest, biggest, biggest reason I got into this was because of Anderson.pack. I've actually been a fan of his for years, since uh, Malibu days. So that's an album he put out in 2014, and I just fell in love with his sound, his charisma, his musicianship his drumming ability, just a little of everything. And I knew that one day he was going to break through. He was going to be big, huge. I would tell people that strangers that I met that were other music connoisseurs that this guy is going to be huge one day. And here we are. We're, we're here. And um, I want you to put a pin in that for a little bit because this album is, is definitely unique in the duo titling the Silk Sonic use, because they consistently use both of their names instead of just leaving it as the duo titling. So you can even see this on Spotify and other things where it's Anderson.Pack, Bruno Mars, and then Silksonic. So all of those are credited. Now, before we go into the album, of course, we need a little background. As already stated, Silk Sonic is the super duo of artist collaboration .Paak and Bruno Mars. Let's start with Bruno Mars first, because everyone fucking knows who Bruno Mars is at this point in the game. His real name is Peter Gene Hernandez, and he's actually one of the best-selling music artists of all time at this part in his career. He had hits like Uptown Funk. The fun fact about that one is that's not technically a Bruno Mars song, even though he is uh, highlighted as the main singer in the song it's actually a mark ronson song who produced and created the song and actually holds the credit to uh to ownership in the ip of that song he of course has other hits like unorthodox jukebox and 24k magic now like i said earlier what really put this album on my radar was anderson.pack so as i've already mentioned i've followed his entire career i've Listen to every song or every album in his discography, starting with, we're going to go through it real quick Venice 2014, Malibu in 2016, which I think is an absolute masterpiece. Yes, Lord, which was actually another collaboration with Knowledge as No Worries in this particular partnership, Oxnard in 2018, and Ventura in 2019. I've seen uh be a part of or I've tried to digest a little bit of everything that he's done, even stuff that he wasn't credited on specifically, like some of his work with Dr. Dre and things of that nature. I've just always I've always gravitated towards his ability to be just an incre- incredible musician. I just I but I saw him kind of in the beginning and I knew that he would be big one day. I just didn't know when. And I feel like This collaboration is kind of a way to bring him to a brand new audience, and I I think that's why they did the titling that way as well. Equally, I have a theory that Bruno Mars wanted to partner with Anderson.pack to give him maybe a little more street cred, honestly, because... Uh, just to put it in perspective, the only people in my world, in my orbit, that really, really like Bruno Mars, I mean, he's okay, you know, in, in my book. And I will argue he does have some incredible pipes, vocal range. But as far as his music goes, the only really person that loved him in my orbit is my mom. And I think that really puts it in perspective. So maybe he thought, maybe if I get out of my comfort zone, get out of my lane a little bit, maybe I can reach an audience that is more music connoisseurs, music lovers outside of the uh, top 40 hits type of audience. And I think he really achieved that working with anderson.pack and equally anderson anderson.pack working with a name like bruno mars he is now has international acclaim right this album is an incredible hit the song leave the door open was a single hit before the album even touched the ground so and it's great to actually see the album come together and um i would also equally argue so i'm getting a little ahead of myself but i think the album was um, I think they saw the success of Leave the Door Open and they're like, we got to keep going. This is, now people are eating this up. People are loving this. So let's take it to the next level. Let's make more music. Let's make an entire composition around uh, this this particular single. And you can see that in the history of when they actually collaborated and got in the studio to make this work. Um, because I think part of it was made in 2017 and then almost all of it was made in the last year. And we see that on the album runtime it's i think it clocks in at about 31 minutes and it's just not completely flushed out like a normal album would be it's a little shorter more of an ep but i think they knew they wanted to bring a lot more of these tunes to an audience and i think for what it is it's still very very fun so the debut album an evening with silk sonic was released on november 12th 2021 it features William Earl or Bootsy Collins as a narrator of sorts Thundercat the very famous bass player and a lot of different music scenes from Fly Low to you can see him play on the Stephen Colbert late night talk show a lot with um, his pianist and the backing band is essentially his band when he plays his life cuts, and he and he sings and plays bass at the same time. He's just an incredible live musician. I've actually tried to see him live a few times on tour, but something like the pandemic got in the way, or just it was just it went and just didn't didn't work out. Production was done by Bruno Mars himself, an artist named Demile, and it was engineered by Charles Mones. Another thing to note is that um, as we've already discussed that runtime it clocks in just a little over 31 minutes and i think it says a lot about what the album became but before we discuss the album top to bottom as i like to do of course a little word from our sponsor so this episode is brought to you by the novel the entropy sessions a tale of loss love and madness and our past present and future relationships with technology you can find it on amazon and as an audiobook through audible your support Helps us continue our journey. Now back to the show. So knowing a lot of their past work, both Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack, I really feel like <laughs> when I was digesting this and trying to come up with theses and conclusions, I really feel like this is the brainchild of Anderson pack. And this is why I kind of fell in love with it cuz I already knew how he likes to write songs, how he likes to structure things. And I saw it immediately with Bruno Mars's influence on clearly the retro style to a lot of the uh, sounds and shapes and textures with that big ba- big band or 70s era kind of disco, which was great. And of course, the use, use of his harmonies and his his vocal range. And he does as much as <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of Bruno Mars on the planet, I can at least respect him. He has incredible vocals, incredible pipes, and it's used very fittingly on the album. Uh, If anybody actually knows the true history here, don't hesitate to correct me, tweet at me, things like that. But uh, when I was getting into the history, it made it just kind of sound like because he toured, they toured together. It just kind of sounded like, oh, well, we bonded. We wanted to. Uh, create an album together, but I feel like there's probably a little more business tactics. There's always a little more behind the scenes that we what well, we know. So it seemed like, in uh, as I already mentioned, it seemed like an album that manifest- manifested from the success of the very first single, which again explains its short runtime. And again, I can't figure out as I go over it, over it in my mind where the chicken and egg scenario lies. So was it truly like Bruno Mars reaching out to Pack to get a little more of that music cred, as I put it, and uh, connect to maybe a, a deep diver crowd like us? Or did Pack maybe reach out to Bruno to break? through this glass ceiling that he was keeps hitting that he wanted to get, you know, to Bruno Mars's level of an audience and may, maybe you reach a fan base that he's never reached before. Or maybe it was, you know, maybe it is exactly what it is. Maybe it is uh, as other articles and different things that I researched to make this episode uh, kind of made it seem to be, maybe they were just buddies. They toured together, they bonded, they wanted to make some music together, and here we are. So a lot of the sounds are like Motown versus uh, contemporary production and sounds versus that retro feel and and regardless of how you want to really dissect it uh ultimately it's clear they're having fun right the album is just a lot of fun and um to really hash it out, of course, we need to take it from top to bottom. So the album starts with Silk Sonic intro, and it's exactly what it says it is. It's the intro to the album. Very Mars-inspired here. This one has, you know, kind of that uptown funk kind of feel to it. And, of course, the narrator Bootsy Collins comes in, and god damn, the timber on the sky. Bootsy, if you're listening, and uh, I assume you are. We know you're a big, big fan of our show. I could listen to your voice all day, every day. If you, I'm not sure if you have your own podcast, but please, please make something. I mean, you could you could talk about cleaning sewage or some gross thing like that, and I would be captivated just hearing that specific timbre of a voice uh, go through their day to day errands or whatever. What do you could talk about? The news? I, I don't care. Just just give me something. Silk Sonic is uh, the Silk Sonic intro, excuse me, then turns into Leave the Door Open. And this is where the album, to me, starts to take shape in terms of telling a story, especially on how the track listing plays out. Now, Leave the Door Open, again, was the very first single. It was released on March 5th, 2021. And on this, to me, we're starting to date. We're putting ourselves out there. We're at the beginning of our relationship with finding love and immediately i could tell <laughs> that they were not going to take their, themselves too seriously and uh, with lines like uh, or backing vocals that says shut your trap and drip drip i i still to this day when i listen to the song i chuckle to myself for a smile and i try to play it for everybody else just because it's such a fun thing and um and they clearly know what they're doing and how to execute it. Um, more fun elements, as just uh, just for me personally, is uh, messing up. What I thought I heard in a lyric, I, you know, when he's talking about steak fillets, I thought he was talking about potatoes Lays, like the Lays potato chips, and I was like, okay, this is how he he woos women is with the Lays potato chips. But I was eventually corrected when I was singing it, and they're like, are you saying Lays or fillets? I was like, "Oh God, it's fillets, isn't it?" Um, and then we're seeing uh, Bruno Mars's incredible pipes again. So when he, I mean, when he hits those notes and those harmonies at the end of the bridge, man, you feel it, right? You feel that punch in the face of of emotion and energy, and it's it's it transports you in a lot of ways. Track number three is "Fly" as me. And now we're moving on into the story of love and we're seeing growing the growing pains of dating, right? Getting to know the other person and figuring out what we want to do. And the album is uh, just oozing with those amazing anderson.pack drum lines and rap sections and this is where we're feeling it be a little more modern a little more contemporary with those parts added into the song structures and we're really seeing the full band come in uh, on this one as well we're seeing incredible bass lines guitar lines horn rhythms and horn stabs even and just oh my god what a refreshing take on contemporary pop music you can tell this was a group of men and women in a studio playing live music, live takes. And it's just so refreshing to see that again versus what we've kind of become more familiar with. And that's usually a guy or a gal in front of a computer all day making um, complete compositions from everything on a computer, synth, synth essentially everything, and maybe a series of keyboards. Uh, So it's so great to actually see live musicianship again. Now, the sample in the bridge has been used many, many times, but it really works. And it seems to always work because it never gets old. Track number four is After Last Night with Thundercat. His real name is Steven Bruner, if you're reading the credits, and Bootsy Collins. Now, the story is taking shape to that point in a relationship where we're in the honeymoon months. We're in love. Okay, and we're making love. It actually opens with a skit to prove that, and we get those bootsy collins vocals again those bootsy Collins vocals again and it's just ah it's just ripe with with fun uh storytelling and and the harmonies are rich too here and we and we this is the first time we're seeing a little more musicianship too as as well especially with the amazing amazing guitar solo at the bridge though in my opinion it it's a little in the background of the mix while the vocals take center stage or um the foreground front stage and that uh, that's okay. I can kind of understand what they're doing because they want, they want these songs are definitely not going to highlight a lot of the music in and of itself. You have to really listen for it. It's definitely for people to sing along and have fun. And so of course those vocals, like most pop songs are always going to be in the front. Now I did want to make a note about putting Thundercat and Bootsy Collins in pr- parentheses of the song listing the track title listing so that's like kind of their way of saying it's it's featuring thundercat and bootsy collins and again you know this is not by mistake a lot of these things are very calculated and again putting thundercat there gives this album a lot of street cred kind of a feeling because thundercat is kind of this not underground at this point but definitely it's (laughs) my mom's not going to know who thundercat is Probably the other deep divers in my orbit will. But uh, the point is that most people are not going to know this amazing bass player. And so I think that there's no coincidence that they're adding sections like that in even the album to show, hey, we are going into a different lane here, especially for Bruno Mars. The next track on the album is Smoking Out the Window, which I think is another highlight. I really, really enjoy this track. And as the story goes, the honeymoon months are over. And now we're at the stage where there's turbulence, right? We've all been there in a relationship. We're fighting a lot. There's strife. There's conflict. And it's really poignant with the pre-chorus when they say, this bitch, da 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 da, 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 da. You know, that this bitch. I just, oh, it hits so perfectly. And again, I I this is definitely Anderson dot likely influence here. I would I would be shocked to hear that Bruno Mars or someone close to his orbit was writing parts like this in the lyrics because it's you know it's hard to be more of the PG music for everyone when you're cursing and other things like this. So we're taking risks, finally. And we're, we're seeing that humor spike again a little bit when Anderson.pack was saying, Hercules, Hercules, you know, stuff like that. I just, again, I chuckled to myself. I laughed, I smiled. It just, I, I'm doing it right now, thinking of that part in the song. And as we're getting to the end of the song, it seems like in the story, we're destined to break up. And that's exactly what happens on the next track. Put on a smile, we broke up. It's a breakup song, essentially. Uh, But it's still, uh, as far as song structure goes, it's still very well orchestrated, composed, crafted. And we're seeing a lot more of those 16-note hi-hats phrases from dot pack which i love so he's usually writing most of the drum lines here and again not to not to anything away from bruno mars again he has incredible vocal takes on this song i mean you really get to see his range and him utilizing his singing as more of an instrument which is always to me if anybody has listened to our other shows an always incredible warm welcome the next track, we get 777, and this is the party song of the album, right? And as far as the story goes, we're putting ourselves back on the market and incredible fucking style with Las Vegas Baby. And again, I would argue that this is a very Anderson.pack kind of structured song, just in how it flows and moves and things like that. And then the use of the Gen Z anthem, let's go, really hits, in the chorus structuring of the song. And again, we're seeing more great use of those big band sounds again from late 60s, 70 eras, disco and things like that. And we're really exploring those kind of very layered musical um, lines that just really resonate with what they're trying to create in this, the overall scheme and sound of the album. The next track is Skate and uh, we are back to dating again in the story. And uh, Skate is is kind of, uh, you know, a tour de force, a uh, we're we're getting back into our groove, we're getting back into our zone. And we're, we've already put ourselves back on the market. And now we're playing the market again. And uh, as far as song structure goes, it's very 70s here a lot more of the more leaning on the disco side of the 70s versus Uh, some more of the big man sounds from the other songs, especially with the guitar lines and the string arrangements, but to a really amazing effect again. Last song on the album is Blast Off. And this is probably my favorite song on the album, honestly, uh, because it takes really some risks with its pop sensibilities. There's a lot of turns and shapes I mean, drum lines that are perfect, even an ambient section that comes in. And then, of course, an amazing solo, guitar solo in the bridge. To me, Blast Off is we've finally found new love. You know, we put ourselves back out there, we're dating again, and now we found someone special and that's where it ends. So, in conclusion, the album is kind of a story of love and loss and then new love again. And then going back to its short runtime, it does, I don't know if this was accidental, but it does play into a very cyclical way of listening to it. You know, since it's very short. Once you go back into that intro section, you're back into the beginning of the story because that's how it kind of ends. So there is a there is a circle here. There is a cyclical element to that. Uh, And again, I don't know if that was purposeful or not, but it, it does work. And that's probably where I will segue to the constructive criticism of. Me wanting more. I definitely feel like this was uh, an album, or this was a a series of songs that could have used more, more to it, more skits, more, more of the journey, more of the storytelling and the song structure, and I would have liked it a little more fleshed out to maybe forty-five minutes something like that i doubt they could get closer to the hour mark but just something a little more um a little more fleshed out but regardless i this show is always going to lean on the positive end of about talking about these things and the album is fun is it is it gonna break through any musical glass ceilings is it gonna change how we listen to music is it is it going to be something like that no but not every album has to be like that sometimes you just want a great album to put on in the background of of a party of a of a dinner party of of people getting together and just making people happy And that's exactly what this is so i promise you'll have a blast getting to the end of an evening with silk sonic Guys, thank you so much for listening. That's Silk Sonic and an evening with Silk Sonic from top to bottom. Check it out when you get a chance. And if you like that, of course, you can follow us at all of our socials. That's at underscore novo underscore day, and day is D E, and at Novo Day Media. You can, of course, check out some of our products at NovoDayProductions.com. There you'll find things like the Entropy Sessions, Adulteration, post Short Stories, and much more to come. So like, subscribe, follow, and hit that notification bell. And if you have time, we always appreciate a rate and review. And if you'd like to sponsor our little love child here, please reach out to us at NovoDayMedia at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. So until next time, guys, be good to each other. And as always, good luck and Godspeed. We love you. Art of the Beholder is brought to you by Novoday Day Productions. Created and hosted by Novoday Day and the Novo Day Collective. Facebook.com slash Novo Media. At Novoday Media on Twitter and Instagram. Music by A Company. Facebook.com slash AcoMusic123. Aco on Spotify. Logo designed by Tom Justice, J-E-S-T-U-S of thejusticecompany.com and executively produced by Clayton Anderson. All rights reserved.